It says this, then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Verse 16, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. This morning, I want to talk to you briefly from the subject, Clarity Matters. Clarity matters. Let's pray and then we'll jump in. Father, I thank you for today. Holy Spirit, we just recognize you as our guest of honor this morning. I pray right now within the next few moments, uh, Holy Spirit, that you would do what only you can do. Uh, we just, we come here, like, we're just, we just want to be hungry. As you said in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for you, for righteousness, for they will be filled. And so, God, we, we come here this morning full of expectancy. God, full of hunger, desperation to leave this place better than how we came. Not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. God, we love you. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, everyone say it. Amen. 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 So as the summer weather is approaching, come on, rain. They say we need rain. I don't need rain. Um, we're, we're, we're good for I'm excited about the, the summer weather that is coming. And as it started to heat up a little bit, I began to ponder on things that I can do with my kids during the hot weather. And for a brief instant, keyword brief. I thought, man, I should take my kids to Spring Lake. Now, if you've never been to Spring Lake, it's a man-made lake. And in the middle of this little, this little man pond thing is this floating device that kids love jumping on and splashing. And I was thinking, I was like, yeah, my kids would love that. And then reality just set in. And I realized, I remembered, excuse me, how nasty, how muddy, how murky yep. that water yeah. is. Amen. So good. Yep. I remember the ducks that are swimming in there. You don't know what they're doing. That family of five with three little kids under the age of two, you don't know what they're doing. Now, I got to be honest, when I was a little kid, I loved my family. We, I, there was this one man, what, manhole? Is that what they're called? I don't think it's a manhole. That's a weird word. Uh, it was, it was a, <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit left. Um, I'm just kidding. Like it wasn't, this man-filled lake, I guess is what, what it's called. And uh, my, my family used to take us there. And as a kid, I loved it. As a kid, like, I didn't care if the water was dirty. I didn't care if there was algae. I didn't care if ducks were in the water. Like, I was, like as a kid, you're just having fun splashing. Your, your mouth is open and the water's going in your mouth. And you don't care. You don't care. As a kid, you don't care. You're just having fun. And I enjoyed that water until one day I was introduced to this thing called the pool. 
and I was introduced to this chemical called chlorine. And all of a sudden, my eyes were open. Because all of a sudden, I could now, there was clarity in the water. Like I could see my knees and my ankles and my toes. And I was like, oh, this is so amazing. This is so phenomenal. And I'm thinking about this because now, listen, your boy will not touch that spring lake water. I, I wouldn't even dip my toe in there. Like, it, just, like it, it ruined me. It ruined me once I discovered this, this, this clarity of, 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 this, of this water. It changed my perspective forever. Yeah. And it's interesting when I think about it how until I realized there was something better, until I realized that there was something that, that had more clarity in it, I didn't know any better. Yeah. I thought this was all there was until my eyes were opened That's good. to clear water. Yeah. Yeah. See, here, here's my big idea this morning, and it, it, it is this, is, is the idea that clarity is a big deal. Clarity matters, in fact, so that we can rally around the same definition. I, I want to define clarity as this, the quality of transparency or purity. So the ability to not be affected by anything, but being able to, to experience it in such a pure form. Now, here, here's why I'm bringing up clarity is because clarity is, in fact, the second promise that we read in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. That's kind of been our theme verse. And it's clarity that is the second promise to those who are willing to wait upon the Lord. Yeah. Now, just for a brief recap, here's what it says. Isaiah 40, and verse 31. Uh, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. We talked about that last week. And then it goes, they will mount up with wings like eagles. And that's what we're going to focus on today, the clarity that comes from that little section that, uh, that uh, the, the, trust, wait on the Lord, renew his strength, the mount up with wings like eagles. That's what we're going to look at this morning, this, this idea of, of, of what that, 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 that means. Now, I will say this, and I also don't have a clock on the back screen, that can get me in trouble. Um, so... But, but he, he, here's, here's why, why um, I, I don't claim to be an ornithologist, okay? It's a, a person that studies birds. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Google. <laughs> uh, I don't plan to be an ornithologist, okay? But in my brief research of, what, uh, of, of an eagle, it's amazing. Guys, the way that an eagle is created like the way that God designed an eagle, it, he, he designed an eagle in such a way that an eagle defies aerodynamics. Wow. Wow. Like the, the, the way that God designed an eagle, he, he designed their wings in such a way, he shaped their head in such a way that, that, they def, that eagles can defy aerodynamics. That in, here, here's the crazy part, here's the crazy part is that an eagle can fly so high that if a storm hit, an eagle can fly above wow. storm level. That's wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, like an eagle can fly above to where the storm's at. Wow. 
It can get clarity like it couldn't get when it was in the storm. And here's what I find so fascinating is that Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, it associates those that wait on the Lord to a bird that is not subject to, to, to the storm clutter, but can elevate itself above the storm. He, the, 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 the author of Isaiah, he, he's, God is saying like, hey, you are created for those that wait on the Lord. You, are cre- you resemble that of a bird that doesn't have to be subjected to the storm that's taken place, but you have the ability to fly above it. And here's why I think that's so beautiful is because you and I need to understand that we were meant to fly at clarity, or we were not we were not to live in chaos, but at a level of clarity. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yep. And that's huge. Yes. You and I, those that wait on the Lord, those that can practice this idea of waiting on the Lord, we are not called to a level of chaos, but a level of clarity. Wow, that's good. Oh, that's good. But it's hard to remember that, isn't it? Because while we're called to sail, to live at a level uh, above, uh, uh, above the storm level, it's hard because at the same time, you and I, we, we're designed to withstand the storm. Like you and I, we're designed the way that God, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Like we're designed to withstand the storms, but friends, we were not designed to live in the storms. We were designed to withstand the storms, but we're called to live above the storms. But the problem lies when I when I choose to live at storm level, I become familiar with the storm. And then all of a sudden, I think this is where I'm supposed to be at storm level. I think that, well, just because Jesus lives in me and I can withstand the storms, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I hang out. This is what I feel comfortable with. But beware. Because familiarity of the storm will all of a sudden become your norm. And, and the problem with living at storm level is that cl- clarity doesn't happen there. That, that when I'm at storm level, whether a storm is happening or not, I'm only getting part of the perspective. Yeah. I'm only getting part of what I should be seeing. But, but if I could just soar up a little higher, man, then all of a sudden clarity happens. And so this morning, I, I, we're, we're, we're talking about clarity. There's my time. Thank you, Josh. Love you, man. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about clarity. And, uh, and the story that we read in 2 Kings chapter 6, it's a story that, that shows us how easy it is to lose clarity. Amen, somebody? <laughs> and also how a lack of clarity can affect you and I. And so 
So what we're going to do is uh, we're, we're going to look at the story. Here's the backdrop of the story, though, because we didn't, we, we didn't read this part. It's a story about this king of Aram, and uh, he's at war with Israel. And this king, the, the bad king, plans on attacking Israel, a, a surprise attack. But this guy, Elijah, who's a prophet, he, God tells Elijah the plans of this king. So Elijah goes to the king of Israel, and he's like, yo, king, this is what's going to happen. Uh, just beware. So the king of Israel now knows this king's plan. Are you confused yet? And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and so the king of Israel spoils the plan, the surprise attack of this king. Now this king over here, king, the king of Aram, he's upset. He's so mad. He's so mad. And he said, who told them our plans? And one of, uh, one of this king's uh, uh, sidekicks was like, hey, they had this guy named Elisha. And, he, and God talks to Elijah, and he is the one that told him your plan. And so the king, is, he's livid. And he says, well, we got to find out where Elisha lives, where he's staying at. And he finds out. And so what they do at night, they go around the city. His army goes around uh, and camps around the city that Elisha is in. And what we read is, is the aftermath of what takes place when, when they're camping around. And so what I want us to do in the last few minutes that we have together is I want to give you, uh, I want to give you three, three areas where a lack of clarity will affect me. Three areas where a lack of clarity will affect you. Okay? And so here, here's number one. Here's number one. The, uh, and woo! An area where a lack of clarity will affect you is in the way that you see things. The way that you see things. Okay, so so the, the enemy uh, army surrounded the city. And what we read at the very beginning of our time together is this guy, Gehazi. He is Elisha's uh, assistant. And, Eli and Gehazi, he, uh, he has his cup of Folgers. He steps out <laughs> of his tent. And scripture says that he sees the enemy surrounding the city. And what we're going to discover is that what he sees will eventually affect how he feels. And, and I realize that, that clarity in the way that I see is so important because the way, how I see determines where I go, determines what I do. And so, and so, so uh, Gehazi, he's standing there and he sees this, this army, and he freaks out. Now, spoiler alert, we're eventually going to discover that, he, uh, that, that the army of God is there that is greater than the physical army that he sees. But here's what's very important about this, is that Gehazi sees only what's happening in the physical but doesn't take to account what God is doing in the supernatural. Yeah. When I, clarity, clarity puts a priority on Ephesians 6 and verse 12. Yeah. 
that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of the unseen. And so what, when I have no clarity, friends, I am focusing on the physical. Yeah. Yep. And I respond and I react to what I'm seeing in the physical. Yeah. But clarity, that's storm level. But when I can get clarity, I see and I notice what's happening in the physical. But I also take account even more so to what God may be doing in the spiritual and the supernatural. And so I begin, to, I begin to not just see the situation, but I also begin to see what God is doing behind the scenes. Mm, see, when, when clarity helps me to see what God is doing that I may not be able to see just with my natural capabilities. And clarity matters. Because how I see things determines, usually determines what I do. Yeah. And so i got to make sure that I have clarity in the way that I see things. Yeah. And so that's the first area where a lack of clarity will affect me is in the way that I see things. The second is in the way that I speak things. Mm-hmm. The way that I speak things. Yeah. Now, I've always assumed that clarity only affects my vision. But clarity, a lack of clarity affects more than just what I see. But it affects also what I say. Now check this out. So Gehazi, he steps out his folder, cups of folder, and he's drinking. He sees the enemy. And the very next thing Gehazi does is he says, oh no, we're surrounded. (laughs) Now on paper, you may not get the full fear of what is taking place, but we know that Gehazi was scared because Elijah responds with, hey, don't be afraid. So Gehazi responds. Uh, Gehazi, after seeing what, what he saw, what he spoke, wasn't like, oh no, what are we going to do? <laughs> it was like, ah! <laughs> he was freaking out. He was afraid. And he spoke out what he felt based off of what he saw. And I was thinking about how a lack of clarity always gets me to speak the wrong thing. Always gets me to say the wrong thing. In fact, I'm reminded of Proverbs 18 and verse 21 that says, uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, I always associate that with me calling someone an idiot, and that's words of death. But can I propose to you this morning that death and life are in the power of the tongue, that it goes further than just speaking it towards people, but death and life, can you can speak death and life over your mind and over your heart yeah. as well. And, and so it goes far beyond that. So you can kill your hope based off of the words you speak. You can kill your joy based off of the words you speak. You can kill your expectation based off of the words you speak. And so I got to be very mindful of the words that I speak. See, clarity, here, here's how clarity helps. Clarity helps me to speak not what I say, but what I'm believing God to do. Clarity changes my speech because it's no longer speaking what I'm seeing, but speaking what I'm believing God is doing. So I can be sick, but I can still say, God, I thank you that you're healing me. 
I can still be going through depression, but I can still say, God, I thank you that you're still my joy. I can still be full of anxiety, but still say, God, I thank you that you are my peace because I have clarity not over the situation, but over the words that I'm speaking. So three areas, three areas where a lack of clarity will affect me. The first one, the way I see things. The second one, the way I speak things. And the third one, the way I interpret things. The way I interpret things. So Gehazi, here, here it is. He steps out Folgers, cup of coffee. He sees. He's scared. He's like, ah, what are we going to do? The very next thing, Elijah, Elisha, excuse me. Elisha says, don't be afraid. The army that is with us is greater than the army that you see. And in this moment, uh, uh, Gehazi had to interpret what he heard. He had to decide if what he heard from Elisha was going, if it was going to, if he was going to believe it or if he was not, or if he was going to throw it to the side. See, when I have a lack of clarity, I have a hard time interpreting things. So every time someone says something about me, I'm offended. Every time someone says something that that that's like that says something that, that can hurt me, man, I, I I all of a sudden just lose it. I get sad. Whenever a situation happens that I can't fathom, all of a sudden I just shut down. And the reason for that is I just, I begin to interpret things wrong. See, so I hit, so Gehazi, he heard what Elisha said, and he had to decide how he was going to interpret that, how he was going to allow it to process to what he did next. And so interpretation, I, I need clarity. See, check this out. Clarity helps me in to interpret things that is not just beneficial to me, but beneficial to those around me. So yesterday, I gotta be honest, everybody. I was going through it. I like in the morning, I went to my hat, my slash gym slash prayer room, and I was in there, and I was just I was having a hard time. See, because uh, this weekend it was supposed to be my wife and my date night, huh, baby? Yeah. yeah. We, we were supposed to pray all night and hang out. And, uh, and, 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 and so I just distracted myself with that. Um, we were, and the band can come up because that'll help me close. Um, and so we, we, were, we were not supposed to have any kids. Uh, we were going to go to dinner. We had, we had lunch plans on Saturday that we were going to go to. And we were, I was so excited. But then my kids, my, my little girl's asthma just went crazy. We had to take her to the doctor. She had treatments, get on steroids, and the whole nine yards. And so uh, the way that I interpreted the situation was like, I don't like my kids. And I think my son's in here, but I love you, buddy. <laughs> I was so angry. You can judge me all you want. But I was angry. I was like, I just wanted to be with my wife. We had dinner plans. We had lunch plans. And I was, I was, I didn't, I had no clarity over the situation. 
So I go to my garage, which is my gym slash my prayer uh, area, and I just started praying. And, uh, and all of a sudden, my perspective shifted. Because it, at first it was all about how it affected me. But as I began to pray just a little bit, God help me, because I knew I was preaching this, y'all. And listen, Pastor Paul, you would understand this, that whenever you're about to preach something, you're always given an opportunity to walk it out. And so, so I knew I'm preaching this, and I'm like, oh, I, just, I don't, and I'm, so I just start praying. I start praying like, God, please, please help change. Help me to interpret this differently. Give me clarity in the way that I interpret this. And all of a sudden, I gotta tell you, it went from, from it affecting me to all of a sudden God was giving me a compassion for my little girl. Wow. Like, babe, how, how's your daughter? Begin to pray for your... So then I started praying for my daughter. And then I was like, well, then, then I started praying for my son because their allergy was act, allergies were acting up. And it's just crazy how when I have clarity, all of a sudden, it's not about what I'm going through. Wow. But it shifts outwardly with clarity on how I interpret situations. Friends, you are called to live at a level of clarity. Clarity matters. I want to read one more verse and then we're going to end. Second Kings verse 6 through 17. And this is my prayer for each and every one of you that are here those that are watching us online. This verse, this, this, is, this is Elisha's prayer for Gehazi, the guy that just modeled what to do wrong. This is Elisha's prayer for this guy. And we could stand, and, and actually I'm, I'm gonna have you stand. And I'm just gonna have you close your eyes. Because I'm going to pray something over you right now. Check this out. I, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17. It said, And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. Open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. And then here's the best part. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes. So he got what he requested. And he looked, Gehazi looked, and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. He said, Elijah said, God, open the eyes of Gehazi that he could have clarity in this moment. And when God opened his eyes, Gehazi saw what God was doing in the background.